Good morning and welcome to Content Academy. This We're is back. the morning edition. We're back. Yes. We're, We're recording, recording this early. at it's 5 um, 30 a.m. Yeah, it's 5 30 a.m. Just another um, day for me. <laughs> yeah, like I had to set my microphone settings. I actually slept settings. in a little bit. <laughs> I know. I had to set my microphone settings so I didn't pick up all the bird song going on outside. Um, oh, I just saw Cardinal. Oh, man. I like to. Music like to, to my ears. <laughs> Like it's to wake symphony. up with the cardinals. Are cool because it means you're gonna have a good day, or it could mean that someone who died is visiting you. Oh, I mean, I was thinking of something else. Yeah, I guess yeah. like a blue jay or something. Not mutually so, exclusive. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could be both. Uh, blue jays are actually yeah. like the um, harbingers of doom. Well, they're bullies. <laughs> they're not very nice to the other birds. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Man. So I know, right? They have all the looks, but they. They abuse that privilege. I just saw a yellow-bellied sapsucker. Oh, what does that mean? Nice find. <laughs> um, your day's gonna suck. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> funny. Yeah, that sucks. So where um, have we been? So I'm so glad you asked, Alex, because we we were part of the writers' strike a couple weeks ago. Uh, we all had some really fantastic picket fence signs. Um, mm -hmm. Very clever. They were, yeah, they're very. Trust me, they were very clever. Uh, like and ours, then, that you read them and they make you laugh and think. Yeah, and yeah, um, I would, I would show you or tell you guys what they were, but it doesn't really translate actually in the like, just audio format. You kind of have to see them. Yeah. So That's a lot of puns. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of image based puns. Strike signs um, are a visual medium. They <laughs> are. Really it, it really does not translate. And then the next week. We uh, actually had nothing to do with Mother's Day. The Podcasters Guild of America actually had a, had a strike. So um, yep. if any of you guys, any listeners out there, listen to some of your other, you know, maybe second favorite podcasts or third favorite podcasts, I hate to tell you, but uh, those were all they done were by scabbing. scabs. Yep. Yep. That was that was a Dax Shepard sound alike that you so, heard on our And we hate to put that out there. And we hate to burn those bridges, but we have to, you know, it has to be said. I know. We got to kind of stick up for ourselves. The Sean Mendez Because podcast, no one else is going to do. If they're still... The Sean Mendez podcast, who are still reeling from him and Camila Cabello getting back together. <laughs> can you believe it? Man. A lot of material there. I know. I can believe it. I can believe Sam would do it. I can't believe Camilla would do it. Come on. Yeah, the the Camilla podcast is they're they're spiraling right now. It's like it's like if you escaped from like a serial killer's dungeon and then you ran back in. Oh no. What? No. <laughs> That's pretty serious. That's pretty serious. Yeah, there's also no, the I... Sam Mendez podcast. <laughs> He's like a director, yeah? right? Yeah, he the Sam the Mendez James Bond. Yeah. That's something entirely different. Yeah, it's a different podcast. Don't be confused. Did I but say Sam? What's I think the guy's you name? Said Sam. Sean I was is a little kid. Sean, Sean. yeah. Did <laughs> you say little kid? Yeah. No, so the strike is over. We did so, make some really good strides. Um, one more quick thing about Sean Mendez. <laughs> go, yeah, of course. So he has this song called Lost in Japan. It's actually pretty good. And that is pretty but, good. <laughs> One of the lyrics is like, I'm a couple hundred miles from Japan, and I uh -huh. looked it up on Google Earth, and that's like the middle of the ocean, like the closest, <laughs> the closest <laughs> point to Japan is like a thousand miles away. I mean, it's still a couple hundred. So he's like in a rowboat or something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, just letting you know. He that could have song. been writing that song while on a cruise. That's true. In the middle of the ocean. Yeah, but no, you he talks know. about flying. I don't think they to, let you do that. He talks. They don't let oh. you write songs on a cruise. Yeah. Um, he talks yeah. about flying to her hotel or something, and you can't fly from. Well, maybe the, cru well, the yeah. cruise ships that he gets to ride on, you can take maybe. a flight off of them. Yeah. <laughs> Helicopter <laughs> flight. It makes perfect sense. In yeah. In Sean's world. World. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the important thing is that we're back. We are back. We were always coming back. Mm -hmm. 
Don't you guys we're worry. We're the longest running podcast, so we have to keep it going. Yep. Mm-hmm. Over a hundo. Mm-hmm. Uh, well on our way to two hundo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, what great. are we at right now? 100 something. 115. 100 something. Yeah. And so we finished our last series, as you know. Mm-hmm. Wait, so no, we didn't. We're yeah, still. We did. Oh no, this is the first one. It's a new one. See, Come I'm on. so sorry. I had my, my head was out of the game. Strikes do that to you. Strikes do that to you. Yeah. Blame capital. I I will. Um. So we're starting a new series. And are we? Do we have anything else, or should I just jump right into this? I think you should just speak now or forever hold your peace. Yeah. Um, so our new series, you know, we talk about, um, a lot of our episodes have been about different businesses, different forms of business, Mm -hmm. because let's face it, we live in a capitalist society. Um, they contribute a lot of content. They create contents our medium. One thing capitalist societies are good at is creating content. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Marx is just seething in his grave at all the content <laughs> that us capitalists have created. He finished turning over. He's just straight seething now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm tired of, of rolling. <laughs> just keep rolling I'm like a like a taquito on the quick triple conveyor belt. From this point. Conveyor belt. <laughs> you use the tongs to give it a squeeze to check. Uh, yeah. Job. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So on that note, (laughs) so this series is no exception to that. Uh, We will be talking about businesses, but in this series, we're doing we are of course doing it a little differently. We never do the same series twice, at least so far. So this series is going to be that we know know of. of. Yeah. This series is going to be about corporate rivalries. So instances of two companies competing Duke in the same market, maybe trying to um, innovate new products in competition with each other. So Think like Mac, Mac and PC. Apple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think um, IBM and and. Did I say Mac and Apple? Yeah. <laughs> Think Mac. <laughs> Think Apple and and uh, Microsoft. Yeah. Think. IBM and Microsoft. You know, Let's see what else? Think Apple's Amazon and Microsoft. Yeah. Think um, <laughs> Sony and Microsoft. We'll yeah. You know, just you know. <laughs> Those are all really good. Examples. Basically, basically, any company in in the tech space and Microsoft. Uh huh. Um, but but competition is good, right? So like that's the whole idea of capitalism is if it's functioning correctly. You know, companies are competing because the customer wins as the companies compete to offer lower prices, better products. And that can create a lot of drama too, though. And it lets us kind of compare. A big part of podcasting is comparing things. It's true. Um, and listing things. So, so before I kind of reveal, although it will quickly be obvious, before I re- reveal who... The companies I'll be talking about are. I have a little quiz for you. Oh, this is not the quiz. This is not Puzzle Alley. Okay. This is kind of an intro quiz. Awesome. Um, oh. So I will be naming uh, varieties of snack cake, and you will have to tell me whether that snack cake is created by Little Debbie. Or hostess. Okay. Oh man, this is like a placement exam. It is a placement exam. Dang. Okay. So are we ready? Some of these will start out kind of easy, but some of them are kind of tricky. I'm ready. I don't know. Okay. Number one, oatmeal cream pie. Little Debbie. Little Debbie, of course. I got some of those in the pantry. If you couldn't get (laughs) that, I was going to be worried. The big ones. They make double decker ones too. They do make the big ones. Where do you find? You get them on Amazon. Okay. <laughs> Josh knows. Twinkies. That's, That's hostess. not little Debbie. That's hostess. That's hostess. Yep. Because you got Those Twinkie are the big the two. Kid. Yep. Little Debbie doesn't double dip on the mascots. That's right. 
We'll get into that. You got Twinkie D- the Kid, a mascot based on a killer. What? <laughs> Next one, Devil Dogs. What the fuck? What? That's an obscure one, but I think that's Little Debbie. Devil Dogs? That's a snack cake? Okay, that one is kind of a trick question because those are actually made by a company called Drake's Cakes. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so for the rest of these, they will either be Little Debbie or Hostess or okay. Drake's Cakes. <laughs> Okay, so I (laughs) looked up Devil Dogs. No, no, no! You can't look anything up. Well, after the fact. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. They they're like little. They look like kind of like they're Swiss rolls. Sandwiches. Or no, Devil Dogs. No, I was thinking of something else. Yeah, Devil Dogs. They're little long sandwiches, long style. Long finger sammies. Hmm. Next one, Ding Dongs. Oh. No, Hostess. Alex's final answer, Hostess. I think I'm so. going with Hostess. That is Hostess. Okay. Cupcakes. Oh, that's Little Debbie's. And this is stylized yeah. as one word. Yes, I, I think it's Little Debbie's. Little Debbie, Riley. Alex says Hostess. I think it's Little Debbie. George and Riley say Little Debbie. Mm-hmm. It is Hostess. Oh. Oh. I'm crushed. Tricky. Next one, Cosmic Brownie. That's Little Debbie. Uh, Gotta those be. were like the only ones that I like of snack cakes. Those are good. I think yeah. I'd know. They're good. They have the divide in the middle. Little Debbie? Them. Yeah. They got that the little somehow makes it be- They are Little somehow Debbie. makes it better. Okay. Awesome. Swiss cake roll. That's got to be Hostess. That's Hostess. Right? I'm going Drake's cakes on this one. <laughs> those are actually Little Debbie. Oh. Okay. Zingers. Zambezi zingers? I have no idea. I don't even know what those are. I don't even know what those are. Zingers? Zingers. Um, so zingers are they're kind of they're kind of like a chocolate Twinkie with frosting on top. Oh my. So hostess. They are hostess. Okay. Next up, Yodels. (laughs) Yodels? Yodels. Oh, that's cute. Riley says Drake's. Alex says Little Debbie. Um, I hope um, Drake's. They are Drake's cakes. Oh fuck yes. Yes. Donuts. Oh, that's hostess. 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 Iconic hostess treat. Those are disgusting. They are not good. (laughs) Yeah. Why did chocolate ones are good? Nutty Buddy. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's, that's little, little Debbie. Debbie. It is little Debbie. Those are good. Very they used to be called Nutter Butters. Yes. But they changed the name to Nutty so Buddy. Weird. Why? Because they don't contain butter or something. Funny Bones. That's gotta be Drake. DC. Drake's cakes. It is DC. <laughs> Drake's cakes. Man. Yeah, I'm a DC fan. <laughs> 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 Those Drake's cakes, baby. Imagine. Yeah, I like DC. I kind of prefer DC over the competition, over the others. <laughs> yeah. Unless you like Batman. That's so, yes. Yeah, I like Ding Dongs. These are some of the most iconic names in snack food. If your parents ever loved you, then you know these treats well. Oh, Kids with these snacks instantly became the envy of their school lunch table. Today, we will be discussing the rivalry and history of the two classic brands, Little Debbie and Hostess. Nice. With right. some interjections from Drake's Cakes. Yeah, Here we'll get into Drake's Cakes as well. They pl- have a key part to play in the story. Not really, but it's it's interesting. Yeah. So a lot of this so, um, I got sourced from the company websites. Mm-hmm. They Companies have websites that sometimes have a lot of info on them. And I also was partially inspired by a video by a YouTube content creator called Company Man, oh, who the does best. a lot of. He's a great video creator. He does a lot of videos about corporate rivalries, or just interesting companies and the yeah. history of companies. So for the rest of the series, if you ever need help thinking of a topic or researching, I recommend checking out Company Man for ideas, cool. and going to the company websites for info okay. That's as good. well. That's smart. So, a lot of this is going. This report is going to be 
we're going to talk about Lil Debbie first for context, and then we're going to talk about Hostess because these two companies are so different in their philosophy, their makeup, their history. They're like wow. the totally two different ways you can basically run a company. So Little Debbie, just to start, during the Great Depression in the 1930s, O.D. and Ruth McKee started a small bakery in Chattanooga, Tennessee, selling cakes out of their truck. Their business was mildly successful, but this was the Great Depression. Times were hard. And at one point, the family of five were forced to live out of the back of their bakery with just a sheet hung up to separate their living quarters wow. from the rest of the facility. <laughs> So Great Depression, so they were probably selling like toast sandwiches. <laughs> it was basically just little, from what I understand, it was tiny cakes, like basically I cupcakes. See. And so, you know, everyone was looking to save a buck. Mm-hmm. So cheap, but people still wanted their treats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do offering cheap treats was a good way to make money. So the McKees brought on Ruth's father as a business partner. They needed money. They got right. money from the father-in-law. But due to disagreements with him, sold their share and moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, where they started another bakery. And then in the 1950s, they sold that bakery and took over the original business, which had been taken over by Ruth's brother. And they renamed it the McKee Baking Company. Hmm. In 1960, the McKees developed the oatmeal cream pie. Man. And this is where things start to get recognizable. Okay. As part of the packaging for the product, O.D. McKee used a likeness of his granddaughter Debbie on the front of the box with the name Little Debbie. So that is where the iconic iconography comes from of Little Debbie. And it was a surprise. He, he didn't tell anyone that he was doing this. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> How did Debbie yeah. feel about that? Wow. Or Debbie's mom. I imagine it was kind of a cute thing. I I mean, back in the 60s, maybe. But I feel like if somebody, like, let's say one of our grandparents used one of our likenesses when we were, like, five or something. Yeah. I don't know how I'd feel about that now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, without mom or dad. It's like parents sharing uh, pictures of their kids on social media. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I always also kind of wondered if little debbie and the wendy's wendy were related i mean it's like the same picture <laughs> they're the same they look the same but well, that's neither they are there. both real women in the great depression well? wendy's started everyone was trying to save a buck so they started the four for four <laughs> they started the square <laughs> patty the square patty okay. and the faux continue in the faux 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 yeah with one more <laughs> Yeah. The cream pies were a huge success and were part of a new wave of packaged snack foods in the early 60s. So they were sold back then the same way they are now in a box of eight, I believe. So we just Six jumped or 30 eight. years and nothing said, notable happened in the 60s because we went they from were just, the Great Depression to the 60s. They were just on their grind. <laughs> With just the oatmeal cream pies? <laughs> They didn't have the cream pies yet. Those were in 1960. Oh, okay. Before so then, they were just, they were the just making cakes. cakes. Okay. Whatever that means. Yeah. Okay. I'm so little, little Debbie, Debbie still works at the company alongside other descendants of the McKees. They're all on the board of the Whatever company. That on the cake board. They're little like, Debbie we products keep making desserts, and the board is like, "Yeah, sure." Keep the machines running. Yeah. Should we keep the machines running? <laughs> Should we shut running? the sh- machines down? <laughs> yes. no. no. Keep them running. 11 votes for now. <laughs> <laughs> Little Debbie's the one holdout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Little Debbie products are absurdly cheap. One 12 pack of oatmeal cream pies is sold for, you want to guess? How much Dollar. do you think? Well, $3? Not that cheap. That's not very absurd. Two fifty. Uh, it's two fifty. Oh, yeah, you guys are close. There's no way. But here's the thing: when they were introduced in 1960, a box cost fifty nine cents, which would be six dollars in today's value. Oh goodness! Oh my goodness! Really so even in counting for shrinkflation, Alex, I was just thinking that is 
that is still a reduction in cost. Wow. Wow. So they are fighting shrinkflation and winning. Well, you know, some of those little Debbie and even Hostess products, like, you couldn't pay me to get rid of them. Like, zebra cakes? No. <laughs> don't like the zebras? Everybody, every the person, zebras are a bit much. Every person who can't stand the little Debbie snacks has one, one of them that they just absolutely <laughs> love. Yeah. Whether it's yeah, the that's the brownies. Yeah, the same with like the hostess. Whether it's like the Twinkies. Twinkie the kid. <laughs> you know, they made a character based off an outlaw and gunman. <laughs> I didn't do any research that. into this supposed Twinkie the Kid <laughs> character. Billy the Kid, right? Is that really I what it's called? Know. Twinkie the Kid? Yeah, it's Twinkie the Kid. Okay. They made they All made right, a character then. based off Al- outlaw and gunman. Billy the Kid, <laughs> who has right, recorded well. kills. Has <laughs> recorded kills. I don't know. Someone thought it was a good idea. Uh, it's just a Twinkie with a cowboy hat, and I think he has like a gun holster too. He, um, I thought he had a lasso. Twinkie the Kid. Uh, I'm trying to find pictures of him. You gotta um, imagine though, if you if you if you can, what he uses the what he uses hey, the, the lasso for. Did you guys know that in 2010, Kansas State University professor Mark Hobb went um, to a convenience store diet consisting mainly of Twinkies, Oreos, and Doritos? He probably oh lost God. weight. Yeah, he lost 27 pounds. That's a good. But that's a good diet on paper. Let's get back. Let's get back on track. Okay, so that is that is the history of Little Debbie in a nutshell. Okay, all right. Family owned, you know, key takeaway is family owned. Haven't changed much since the 1960s. And gone down in price. Linear, you know, trajectory. And Hostess will be completely different. Okay. The The story of Hostess snack cakes is that of a nearly endless series of mergers and acquisitions between different bakeries, food companies, and private Man. equity ventures. Man. As opposed to the family-owned McKee Foods, the brand we know of as Hostess has gone through multiple changes in ownership and bankruptcies. Wow. And it seems like, that. yes, there was a time when you couldn't buy Twinkies. Mm-hmm. It seems oh. like almost every large baking entity entity has at one time or another merged with them bought part of them or was sold off from them Man. and a couple of times ownership has been involved in like kansas city too oh, wow i found kind of interesting. interesting so as a result of all this some of the hostess <coughs> snack cakes you see at stores today came from different original sources for example the most iconic hostess snack cake the twinkie was invented in 1930 by James Dewar at the Continental Baking Company in Illinois. They originally had banana cream filling, but after bananas were rationed during World War II, they switched to vanilla cream, and that was way more popular. Interesting. (laughs) Not many people like banana cream. Twinkies aren't that good. I I, tend to agree with you. I tried some out for research purposes, (laughs) and... Was not that impressed. I don't know what you guys are talking yeah, about. They're not great. I also tried, of course, the oatmeal cream pie is still good. Still love them. Still, still slaps. How I also tried. They they're they're tiny. Standard size. The, the standard ones are small. I will say. I feel that. like the standard size used to, used to be the big ones. And then you could buy the mini ones. And now the mini ones are standard. Yeah. Is that true? I don't know. Like Shrinkflation. Size. You know, I'm. I'm sure they haven't gotten any bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Only like Kit Kat has gotten bigger or something. I remember, I remember yeah. Episode. Yeah. One of them has actually gotten bigger for some reason. That's a landmark episode. Yeah. I refer to it a lot. And if they were, if they either got bigger or if they, if they failed to get smaller, I'm sure the company wouldn't be around anymore. So. The value proposition is still there. For the oatmeal cream pies. Okay, that's important. People still, people still buy them. It's they're big enough, apparently. <laughs> so Twinkies, cupcakes, ding dongs, and ho hos were also created by the Continental Baking Company. All those came from there. Okay. Zingers, another popular Hostess product, were originally sold under the brand Dolly Madison. Georgia, you may remember the Dolly Madison brand. 
they were still extant when you and I were kids, but I don't no recall that. Word. Dolly Madison? Red, red logo, yeah. And they the zingers were marketed with Peanuts characters on the packaging. They had oh, Charlie really? Brown on them. Mm-hmm. Dolly Madison's parent company, Interstate Bakeries, bought the Continental Baking Company in 1995. After two bankruptcies in 2004 and 2012, Interstate Bakeries, then renamed Hostess Brands, was sold to Apollo Global Management for $410 million. So almost a half a billion dollars, the Hostess Empire changed hands after, you know, financial trouble. And this is something that this is something that happens to a lot of companies, especially in the 80s and 90s. Regulations uh, were becoming more lax and acquiring other companies became a way to build a portfolio and make money. And basically what the playbook is for these um, for these private equity firms that buy other companies is you buy the company, you sell off everything that isn't nailed down while still trying to make the base product, fire as many people as you can, you know, and then just sit on the rights or sit on the base product and try to keep it profitable and pay yourself bonuses. Hmm. Sell off everything, you know, take out loans yeah. and pay pay yourself, basically. So is that something that happens to this day, like with HBO or oh, yeah. Brothers and stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, HBO is different because it wasn't bought out by a private equity company. Mm-hmm. That would be more like what happened to Toys R Us, where Bain Capital <laughs> bought them out. Okay. Um, and then basically never turned it around. I see. The only ones who came out on top of that were the Bain Capital executives. Interesting. You know, you buy the company, sell it for parts, pay pay yourself a huge bonus, and then when it dies, it dies. Yeah, isn't part of that also like dies. transferring um, debt to like the com- the company that you buy like. Um, gets all of the debt that you incur and like somehow you right you, um you escape financial liability somehow yeah it's like weirdly legal but it's very um like well pe- well that happens like too where like a company is in financial trouble mm-hmm. or they get sued or something you know and they have to pay out a huge settlement so they spin off a smaller company and keep all right. the debt with them yes yeah. And they that company goes debt, bankrupt sure. and, you know, takes the fine. hit, essentially. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still thinking about the I'm going to start doing that, I think. The Alpine Soda Bridge. <laughs> yeah. That was a crazy ordeal. <laughs> oh, God. Does anybody remember uh, that? So Hostess, Hostess was sold to a private equity firm, Apollo Global Management. And as part of this restructuring, the Wonder Bread brand was sold to Flowers Foods. Oh, so Hostess owned yeah. a whole slew of companies. They just bought, 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 bought all this stuff. Any, basically, free. like any, like I was saying, like anything involved with making food in an industrial level, some at some stage of it, Hostess was involved. Man. <laughs> they were like one of the biggest companies in the US for a long time. Wow. So they sold off Wonder Bread to Flowers Foods. Beefsteak was sold to Bimbo. That sounds like a made-up sentence, but it is true. Beefsteak is a brand of sandwich bread that Hostess owns. I didn't meat. What? It's it's meat. It's not made of meat. meat. It's not involved (laughs) with meat at all. I don't know why they called it beefsteak bread. And then eat a nice beef sandwich with it. Bimbo is a Mexican baking conglomerate warehouse. nearby on 435 yeah um so beefsteak was sold to bimbo and drake's cakes owned by a hostess was sold to mckee's foods oh so this is one of the rare instances of mckee aka little debbie acquiring another company and they bought it from hostess which i thought was interesting and so the reason they did that i think so Little Debbie, they typically don't acquire anything. But yeah. I think the reason they did it in this instance was 
Hostess was going out of business, so it was, you know, fire sale prices. Mm-hmm. And two, <laughs> all of Drake's Cakes products were like actual copies of Little Debbie <laughs> cakes. So might as well buy it. Right. So like my and they were regional. Drake. The reason you've never heard of Drake's Cakes is they are like a a northeast New England mm. regional brand. Interesting. All of their products are kosher. They have oh, Jewish roots. Your founders are roots. So, but all their co- all their products or most of them, except for like Devil Dogs, which is its own weird thing, are basically ripoffs of Little Debbie. So, so they pretty much is... bought their competition. Pretty much, yeah. Which is a great move. <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, but I just thought that was interesting that Little Debbie bought something from Hostess. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. When While Little Debbie products have always been popular, the Twinkie is arguably the most popular snack cake of any kind in history, at least in Western <laughs> pop culture. I can't think of any other more iconic one can you i mean i can think of other ones snack but cake not... is kind of a loose classification i, I wouldn't call a pop tart a snack cake that's no a, that's a breakfast pastry yeah pastry is different yeah for yeah. sure oh, um, real, not a snack cake no that's cookie. a sandwich cookie. that's a sandwich cookie um i would think like maybe like honey buns but i think those aren't as popular now as they were 10 15 years yeah. ago yeah those are hostess, by the way. But I'm just thinking like other, <laughs> just so other you know. names. Yeah, yeah no, I think hostess. it's Twinkie. I yeah. think it's Twinkie. Um, because and here's like some examples, like showing a character in a movie or TV show eating a Twinkie was an easy way to characterize them as more relatable. Mm-hmm. Or fat. I can relate to a Twinkie. Or gluttonous. <laughs> yeah. The snack is prominently featured in the movies Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. You know, he said this is this is the size this twinkie is the size of the paranormal energy in new york normally mm-hmm. right now it's like the size of whatever he says i haven't seen it moving forward <laughs> also featured That's... in die hard they go over yeah, the list of ingredients yellow dye number five yeah. <laughs> gremlins too they feed the gremlins a twinkie or they eat the twinkie And in Seinfeld, Jerry refers to Newman as a mystery wrapped up in a Twinkie. (laughs) Apparently, um, Drake's coffee cakes are in Seinfeld. Oh, are they? See, that would make sense because it's in New York. Yeah. And also ringdings are in Seinfeld. Ringdings. There you go. It's associated with Seinfeld. Okay. I did not know that. Fun fact. Guess I'm not a true Seinfeld head. Yeah. Jeez, come on. Um, so just to kind of wrap things, start to wrap things up here, I was surprised to find that Little Debbie's humble beginnings and Hostess's numerous bankruptcies and changes in ownership. Despite that, today both companies have roughly similar revenue numbers. Well, my question was going to be like, I guess to to all of us and especially you, Josh, like who won the rival? Yeah, that's kind of what we're getting into. Yeah, and I feel like against all odds it's hostess Who do you think one you think hostess one it yeah i mean you said it yourself they have the most recognizable snack cake mm-hmm. even despite their ip going is through, very strong yeah, yeah despite going through all those mergers bankruptcies you know various things and even having their competitor little debbie like buy out one of their brands yeah still i mean still around so it's kind of an example of like a company that the public wouldn't let it fail. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like everyone was pissed when they couldn't buy Twinkies anymore. (laughs) Even though I think, I mean, I feel like all snack cakes are kind of some level of gross, but compared, like I would choose a Little Debbie snack cake over a Hostess snack cake. I would too. Yeah. Absolutely. Like Little Debbie has the taste texture flavors i think part of it is they are four kids you know they're four kid taste buds yeah to a degree they're too sweet a little bit yeah eating them as an adult you just feel gross i immediately get a headache (laughs) yeah yeah i get like these insulin headaches and that like definitely (laughs) yeah 
like maybe one from a vending machine maybe a nice one treat yeah but like i bought a couple of boxes you know of of for research debbie and hostess for research purposes yeah and it was like okay i guess i got 10 more of these like <laughs> you know well they'll stay good for a long time so which fine. i did i pushed myself i forced myself to do it but uh, so, alex riley what do you guys think who won yeah who won and then we'll get into numbers um i mean guys i think little debbie you think little debbie, little debbie. yeah we're a little Debbie family. We've always eaten yeah. oatmeal cream pies or Gordy pies, as we used to call them. I don't know who started calling them that. Yeah, I definitely called them that up until it was like maybe a Georgia terminology. No, it was mom because she thought they were gross, and I thought that was their actual name until I was probably eighteen or something. <laughs> no, it was barely. Like, it? Yes, well, because it's not like they come up that it's often in just everyday conversation. Okay. And it's like, what? You've never had a Grody pie? What are you? <laughs> what? It's a better. Do you name. mean oatmeal cream pies? It's like a soda pop oh. situation. Some people call them grody pies. Some people Except call them. We're the only family that calls them grody pies. Well, everything yeah. else has like a, a creative name, like ho ho, ding dong, zing zong, or whatever. And oatmeal cream pies, like they forgot to name it. That's that's more of a. So of. that's a that is another difference. Is Hostess has all the cutesy oh, names. True, yeah. Hostess Little and Drake. Little, Little Debbie, Debbie has more of clinical. a. Yeah, more clinical, a little more grandiose cosmic brownie. It's still got brownie in there, you know. It's not. It like still tells you exactly other... what it is. No, yeah. look, no, it no does what it says on the box, right? Yeah, like exactly. it's an oatmeal cream pie. That is what so you're getting. Weird. And with Hostess, you get a Twinkie. And what what is that? It's a Twinkie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So today, both companies have roughly similar revenue numbers, with McKee Foods reporting around $1.5 billion in annual revenue, and Hostess Brands reporting $1.3 billion. Ooh. But there is a slight caveat to that. Hostess Brands is a publicly traded company. Their ticker symbol is Twink, by the way, T-W-N-K. And their stock price has (laughs) nearly doubled from $10 in 2020 so this is after they came back out of right. bankruptcy. It was start when they came out of bankruptcy and it was the new hostess company. It mm-hmm. was started around like five or six dollars, I want to say. Wow. For around then. So $10, $10 a share in 2020 to $26 today, That's which is crazy. a huge growth. Yeah. So, but little Debbie aren't on the stock exchange. They're a private company, you know, <laughs> family owned. Right. And all we have to go on are the numbers they report themselves. Right. Which I found to be supposedly 1.5 billion. But I mean, I'm sure that's probably correct, more or less. They've always, and so since Little Debbie's a private company, they don't report their net profits or exact sales numbers. However, based on their long history of stability and simple business strategy, I have to assume they are insanely profitable. Right. Yeah. Yeah, probably. They've never fucked with anything. They've never had financial issues. They've never had like union walkouts or strikes. <laughs> Baking is a heavily unionized industry. That's snack cake union. Yeah. So the, little Debbie, they're never in the you know, they're never in the news. There's never any bad stories about them. They just kind of keep chugging along, you're right? And their yeah. leadership kind of doesn't ever say anything. They don't say exactly their on anything. Because <laughs> I they can don't imagine, get canceled by the woke mob. Yeah, I could imagine <laughs> something happening. Like, yeah, little Debbie CEO, little Debbie CEO faces backlash. Saying you look at the picture. Ridiculous. I looked at a picture of of the titular little Debbie, and she's yeah. she's You could tell that it's her. That's that's kind of oh funny. really? Yeah. Although hostess have had a much messier history. And private equity buyouts usually do not lead to a resurgence. The new Hostess Brands is much more streamlined and is in a position to leverage their iconic products without the chaotic acquisitions and leadership changes that characterize the previous ownership. Mm. They sold off the bread. You know, (laughs) screw that. (laughs) They sold off all this worthless stuff that they just bought for no reason in the 90s. Yeah. 
Drake just focus cakes. on just make Twinkies, make ho hos, make zingers. Do what you're good at, right? Do what you're good at. Yeah. This is like what a private equity firm is supposed to do. Like ideally, this is like the perfect execution mm. of what they do. Streamline the company, sell off the stuff that you don't need, you know, simplify, simplify, and then just focus on what you do best, mm -hmm. which is sell sugary little diabetes bombs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It should be noted that while the two companies were and are clearly in competition with each other, the nature of the snack business means that consumers aren't locked into either brand exclusively, and many people might buy from both. Or you might buy one one day and one another day. You know, right. it's not like it's not like Mac and Microsoft, where if you have an Apple, you might as well buy a Keep Mac. Keep an Apple. Yeah. Right. If you have an iPhone, you might as well buy a MacBook. Right. If you have a if you know if you have a Windows mm. PC, you might as well buy a Windows laptop because you can share files between them, right? But you don't. Have so to it's not like that. that. It's not like that yeah. with snack cakes. You can just pick willy nilly. You know. Here, I thought I was locked in. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Pretty and sad. while each brand each brand has a wide range of products, very few could be considered direct equivalents to each other. I hadn't thought of this really. Yeah, that's true. Hostess uh, has never made an oatmeal cake. Yeah. Little Debbie don't have any cream-filled yellow sponge cakes. Mm -hmm. Drake's cakes did have several products, like we said, that were nearly identical to Little Debbie's, but they were only original brand and ended up being sold to Little Debbie anyway. So. Yeah. It's not exactly an, an example of like, we are going to make the best oatmeal, cake, <laughs> cookie, pie, you know. Right. It's pretty, pretty bold of them to call them pies, honestly. <laughs> yeah, right? That's a cookie. It was the 60s. It was a different time. There are definitely yes. the pie yeah. were looser. There are also, they have, Little Debbie has oatmeal cream pie cereal oh, and Cosmic do? Brownies cereal. Uh huh. Interesting. The cereal space uh. is an abomination right now. I oh wonder God. if that is that actually produced by them or do they just license the uh, rights it's of Kellogg's. Okay. Kellogg's. So they are licensing their IP. I mean, they have like Sour Patch Kids cereal. So That's whatever true. they're doing in the cereal industry, it's best to just <laughs> not to look too let close. It be. Yeah. Listen to the Beatles oh and let God. it be. <laughs> It's bad. It Let's started it with be. the cookie crisp. Yeah, cool. The cookie <laughs> crisp. Oh, thanks. All right. Well, well that's so that pretty much sums up excellent. Little Debbie and Hostess. Thank you. I found it very interesting to research. I love it. It's a fun topic. You know, we keep it fun. We do. So they're not yeah. really like at war with each other. Well, I mean, they are oh, and they okay. aren't. If they were competing, they would be trying to one up each other. They're sold on okay, so they're sold on the same shelf in the grocery store. Yeah. So that's competition right there. Yeah. Okay. Usually people only buy like if you're buying a box of snack cakes, very few people will buy two in yeah. one trip, right? Yeah. You buy right. one. So that means you'll buy from one or the other. So they're they are in competition. Hmm, okay. But I feel like at this point in most people's lives. They are already a little Debbie person or a hostess person. Like you're a Coke guy or a Pepsi guy. You know, you have your favorites, you stick with them. Mm -hmm. yeah. I true. think that hostess is winning because just through sheer Infamous. virtue of, yeah, well, it's sheer virtue of being able to place something on the shelf that's called ding dongs. <laughs> or they just name that's a win and that just, yeah. they just name stuff the first thing that comes to like your mind or whatever well it makes you wonder how long can little debbie's strategy keep working right right they've done the same thing they've it's they started to iterate on their products you know they have the big oatmeal cream pies they have the double decker oatmeal cream pies yeah. and There's you can tell that's cereal. their big product because they're that's the one that they iterate on they very so, much go with the retro packaging too. I feel like they have a very their packaging hasn't fundamentally changed. Hostess has cereal too. They have honey bun donuts. 
and Twinkie cereal, and that's <laughs> it's via everybody via post. has cereal today. Post has theirs. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if it was going to be John Mills or Post. So there you go. Okay. Well, I have a fun little. Um, I guess it's not going to be as fun as Josh's entrance exam, but it's a little. <laughs> Well, Puzzle Alley, pal. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Okay. Well, um, so much. Puzzle Thank Alley. You so much. Yes, Thank you. that was awesome. So, um, for this whole series, uh, we're gonna basically be doing puzzles of the same format, where I'm gonna um, give you the slogan of whatever company or brand, and you're gonna have to tell me what the company or brand or store or you know whatever it is. You have to tell me the name of it. Okay. Okay. So. Um, have a couple to choose from, Josh, because you did snack cakes. We're going to do snack companies. You guys ready? Okay. So okay. Ready. And these yeah. will probably be fairly easy. The snack that smiles back. Goldfish. Um, Goldfish. Oh, yeah. Right. It is, come on, Josh. Goldfish what are the snack cool smiles? Because they have the, uh, the rainbow color. Implying Goldfish. I'm smiling. Yeah, the flavor blast ones. The flavor, oh my God, flavor blast. blast. I don't know if they more things needs more. to be flavor blasted. But yeah, they're cool because they have the um, they come in like a the big milk carton. That's fun. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Great packaging. packaging. Yeah. yeah, Pepperidge Mill Farms. They they know they know what they're doing. Oh yeah. All right. Uh, number two, milk's favorite cookie. That's Oreo. Oreo. Mm-hmm. Weird that milk has a favorite, but yeah. Uh, milk. three dangerously milk cheesy. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, that's, that's the Dangerously cheesy. That's Cheetos. Cheetos. That's right. Dangerously cheesy. Desires and um wants, uh, needs. Yeah, I was gonna say motivation. <laughs> motivation. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, number four. Once you pop, you can't stop. Pringles. Yep. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> Speaking like mean... someone who has popped and didn't stop. Does I have popped opening the can many a time. Yeah, once you pop that can, it don't stop. Mm-hmm. What if the Pringles uh, can yeah. had like a soda can top? That'd be that would be fun. Cool. That'd be fun, like peel back kind of top. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I recently watched a movie that had so much Pringles product placement. <laughs> like I can count at least five times that Pringles wow. appeared on the screen. What yeah. was it? That white noise, uh, Noah Bomb. Oh, really? Film. Yeah, they're Pringles everywhere. Yeah. It was kind of fun. That's like set in the 90s, right? Uh, it is set in the 80s. 80s. Yeah. Didn't and it's, change... it's good. I would say I was just a movie to you guys. Okay. Go ahead, Alex. Nice. Didn't they change the uh, recipe for the classic Pringles? For Pringles? I don't know. Recently. They're still called potato crisps, so they're not actually Pringles legally so, dipped. They go so crazy with the flavors. I don't know about that. I need to calm down. Yeah. I yeah. Need to calm down. Hey, yeah. No one's right, asking number... you for a cream and onion. Avocado cheeseburger Pringle. Yeah, or so churro it's... Pringle. Get out of here. Churro Pringle. It's probably just so easy and cheap for them to. I don't know if that's real, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was. Okay. All right. Number five melts in your mouth, not in your hand. MMs. Yeah. Yeah. They will still melt. Uh number six, the taste maker. What? Taste maker. The oh, taste maker. So oh. a candy, I feel like. Is it a chocolate? Nope. I feel it might be like Oh. Can you give us like a a subsection of um, Is it sweet or savory? Yeah. They're sweet. They're yeah. sweet, okay. So it's yeah, candy. I get they're they're minty. Oh, it's not Junior Miss. Is it is York it? Peppermint Patties? No. They fizz if you put them in pop. Oh. Mentos? Yeah. Mentos. Has anyone ever actually eaten Mentos? Yeah, they're nope. good. I like them. I like good? little chewy mints. I think you just get them for the soda. They're right? fun. Uh, number seven, bet you can't eat just one. Lay's. Yeah. Lay's they, I think they really... Chips. They can good on Lay's for like... um for nailing that one in like you'd have to pay me to eat one baked lays it would make lays get out those are disgusting i look at them and i'm like oh don't go to disgusting yeah they push those hard (laughs) but think about that as a slogan (laughs) like the slogan is a call to action it's a dare like that's smart i mean that's it's smart it's smart 
And same with they... Pringles. Once you pop, you can't stop. Okay, Everything's... I bet. Everything's... What do I win yeah. if I win? I bet, yeah. Everything... What do I win? Everything's exactly. slow. What are you putting up? I bet you can't eat this. Slogan. Yeah. We know this. Everyone should use it. I bet you're you can't gonna, eat this. You're gonna fucking hate this. And you open it and you're like, that gosh dang it, I love it. Far. Yeah. Number eight, Insulting last one. Last one. <laughs> Crazy good. That's Crazy Good. Think oh. about Cheeto. Crazy Jesus. Good. Yeah. Crazy good. That's like, right? You've cereal. heard it. The cereal that eat, eats each other. Nope. It's like the wheat. Cinnamon that's, toast crunch. Not cinnamon that's toast crunch. cinnamon toast sugar crunch. swirls in every bite. Oh. That's like a. That's not the Pop Tart slogan. It is a it Crazy is Good. Oh, is it? Oh. oh, yeah. yeah. They, they do have the little things that eat each other. Yep. Remember those old commercials? Yep. Pop-Tarts mm-hmm. are there I are forgot that was their Pop-Tart flavors that could be considered crazy good. Crazy good. But the ones that are good? Ooh, Hot crazy Foot good. Sunday. Hot Foot Sunday. Yeah, I like the um the classic I like cinnamon. the cinnamon's a classic. I like the s'mores ones. S'mores are good. The ultimate is when you make a s'more using the Pop-tart s'mores, Pop Tarts yeah. as the yep. The strawberry. Yep. It's the so but bad. cinnamon toast crunch is the taste you can see. That's it. Which yep, is also yep. which is great. Also, the tasty. Oh, they see. got ten lines. <laughs> so funny. What a throwback! It's funny that you should mention that one specifically because uh, that that's just... the one burned into my brain. Yeah, it's burned into my brain. Thanks, thanks Nickelodeon for burning that one. I love oh, those. Man. Those commercials were, were great because they had the like the crazy Dutch angles too. Oh my god! Everything's just that shit? crazy unhinged. It's like a like a it's weird like nightmare zooming in and out yeah <laughs> it's a weird nightmare kind of scenario yeah also any commercials where it's like um you can tell that the kid eating or interacting with the product is uh clearly smarter than everyone around them because yeah. they eat or interact with that product yeah you and know the, the, I, I need to watch that commercial again because i think there's <laughs> like there's like a cool girl who's like that's Lance, the lifeguard. Yes, and she's the one <laughs> eating cinnamon toast crunch at the pool. Yeah, like who the hell is eating cereal at the pool? You're gonna get like pool water in your cereal. Like what? Yeah, bring a bowl. Disgusting. But clearly, she knows what she's doing. She has she has the confidence, and she's carrying herself like this is you know who I am. Take a page out of her book. I don't know, right? So. She walks so that Lizzie McGuire could run. <laughs> There it is. So on that note, um, tune in next week for another corporate rivalry. Yep. More drama. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. Class dismissed. Yeah. Thanks oh. for listening. Yep. Bye. See you next week.